What's going on, everyone? Welcome to Smart Business Solutions, the official podcast of GBS, America's productivity partner. Each episode, we are going to explore some of the biggest threats and challenges in today's business world and the vast amount of solutions GBS offers to meet them. So welcome back to part two of our episode featuring Ryan Hackett, account executive and solutions architect for the GBS healthcare division. Uh, We covered a lot of information in part one of the show regarding some of the current challenges that physicians and healthcare providers are facing during the ongoing pandemic. So I hope that you listened to that part of the show. And if you didn't, I'd encourage you to do that uh, before jumping into today's show. And on today's show, we're going to continue our discussion with Ryan and look at some of the changes coming to the healthcare industry in the future and how GBS is positioned to meet them. Let's kind of change gears a little bit. Talk about benefits. So how, how do these solutions benefit the providers? And is there carryover to the patients? Do they see benefit from them as well? And just kind of in a, in a general sense, what, you know, what type of benefits can, can a, a provider expect to see when he or she implements some of our solutions? It's, it's so funny that you, that you utilize the word benefit, Rich, because I think you probably heard it a couple minutes back in the discussion when we're talking about our executive findings report. When we do complete a workflow study, that's exactly the point of us making a recommendation that we're going to spell out what the benefit will bring both to the organization, our clients and our partners, and to the patient. So there's tons of benefit to bringing in a new solution. And we're obviously only going to make a recommendation if we identify the opportunity to improve current state. So just to touch on a couple, I would say at the end of the day, our goal is always to increase our patient volumes, right? Time Mm -hmm. is money. So when I talked about the click by click, when we go in and assess, sometimes that EHR consultant will literally sit down with a provider, watch them see a patient from beginning to end, and literally count every single click. Mm. In my world, as a consultant, every click equates to a, a monetary value. Because if I can, at the very least, minimize even one click per patient, once you multiply that, and we like to think that you know, every click is equated to a, a, a time frame, and it takes so long to get through something. So if we identify one click that we can eliminate and you multiply that out by the number of patients seen per day and the number of patients seen per week and the number of patients seen per year, that one click actually becomes a little bit more valuable than one may think when you're just talking to them face-to-face for the first time about clinical workflow efficiencies. So, you know, you bring, you, you save a provider three clicks and you multiply that out by every patient seen in a day and in a week and in a month and in a year. You know, our goal is to get more patients through the door, not only because it's a patient access thing. So when you ask about patients and what benefit it brings, If you get more patients through the door, you're increasing the access and the opportunity for a patient to come see a provider. We don't want three week wait times. We don't want four week wait times. Right. So on the patient, so that's twofold, you know, it's saving the providers time, but it's also 
improving and increasing the access to the patients. Now, to kind of go back to time is money, there's I've seen providers that look at our recommendations and the benefits they bring in two entirely different ways. There's really no demographic or, or systematic approach to this. I would say that it's half and half split down the middle. It could be a provider that is new to the space, fresh out of medical school, or it could be a, a long-standing successful provider that's, you know, riding out into the sunset per se, moving towards that retirement age, where I get both answers from both sides. Both answers I'm referring to is, Ryan, this is amazing that you've increased our workflow. I really would like to see three more patients a week because we know that you know our average patient encounter pays us this much and it's gonna drive our bottom line revenue this amount, the return on investment is as clear as day. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's one provider view is, all right, let's make it efficient. Let's get more patients in the door. Let's increase access. Patients are happy. Providers are happy. Staffs are happy. Everything's good. Versus I've worked with a lot of providers that when we bring the efficiencies to the table, they just want to go home 30 minutes earlier. They want to go spend time with their families. They want yeah. to go spend time with their kids, their significant others, their whatever it may be. So, again, they're happy because you just bought me a half an hour. So instead of going home at 7 every night when I finish charting, I'm going home at 6.30 or whatever it may be. So there's mm-hmm. a lot of different angles, but the end-all goal is always to improve, bring efficiencies improve bottom line revenues and if it's not improving bottom line revenues it's buying folks back time and we all know how important time is so uh, yeah just to to give a couple examples that would definitely be one and you know i could really go down a path of, of tons of different benefits but i think we've touched on a couple already in our earlier discussion yeah. But, you know, I just highlighted is definitely the first and foremost and most important in my mind. That's great. And I, again, I think you've, you've addressed it from the provider standpoint and the, and the patient standpoint. So I think that's great. And I appreciate that. So uh, I'm going to, I'm going to change, uh, change gears on you again. So uh, we all, we all kind of know the, the reality of the, the world that we're living in right now with the, the, the pandemic going on. So I'm, I'm curious to, to hear your observations and kind of what you've seen happen in the last four to five months in, in light of everything that's gone on. How has this pandemic changed healthcare, changed the, uh, the, the, the needs, I guess, and, and some of the um, processes that you see happening with providers and in the healthcare industry in general? Yes, it is most certainly crazy times, unprecedented times. I, I was having a discussion with a, an executive a couple of days ago, and, you know, as crazy as it sounds, I, I really think it has put everybody on a level playing field. You have, you know, chief executive officers that have been in the business for 20, 30, 40 years, and you have green medical providers or clinical providers or medical consultants that have been one year removed from college that are new to the industry 
but everybody's on the same playing field at the moment. We're all trying to assess, adopt, change our processes, and everybody's really in the same boat. And I think that's that's true. It, it really brings everybody back down to earth, per se. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it brings back the characteristics and the traits that we've all been raised and rooted in, that teamwork and, and gaining expertise from a variety of different areas. But it's definitely been eye-opening. This is an interesting question. It's a fully loaded question. I, I, it is. So many... <laughs> I've seen so many changes. So just personally, I've went from being a a weekly traveler or road warrior per se, where I'm visiting clients, I'm prospecting new clients, I'm doing all these things to now, you know, I've been grounded since the end of March and haven't made, you know, one business trip since March. So for me personally, it's a completely different lifestyle in that you're not traveling but it's also trying to become acclimated to a new way of business. I I like to think that I excel in face-to-face situations where I'm able to assess situations, talk with people face-to-face, identify the issues, make recommendations to improve, where over the phone, it's a lot different. You factor in tone and you factor in presentation and you factor in all these things. So obviously we're doing a lot more business remotely we're you know from a from a vendor perspective from a consulting perspective we're, we're using zoom we're we're using webex and we're trying to to achieve and accomplish the same goals and and, and do the same business that we did pre-covid19 but it, it's been a learning curve there's been a learning curve involved for everyone so from our perspective at the gbs i think you know that's a little bit of insight into that from the provider patient perspective, obviously, I think everybody's heard of it at this point, but telemedicine went through the roof. Yeah, Tele- absolutely. Telemedicine, yeah, telemedicine utilization would have been one of those things. One of those things where you know your tech savvy, forward-thinking clients and partners may have already had a solution in place. Several of our clients did, where now all of a sudden you were being forced into one. Mm. Um, elective surgeries so our our surgical centers all of that is down elective in-office procedures all of that was shut down you know we're ramping back up now but what our our clients and partners did to combat that was expedite the the integration of a telehealth solution a a remote telemedicine solution so we've obviously seen a, a huge uptick in that and to be honest with you i think things like that are here to stay I think folks are understanding that, wow, I could, you know, efficiently see my provider from a remote location, you know, maybe a family practice visit or something that's able to be completed in a remote environment that doesn't require any hands-on or face-to-face interactions. So telemedicine, in my opinion, is here to stay. I think it has a lot of benefit. You know, you have a lot of demographics, maybe your your 20s to 40s that just don't want to go see providers. They don't want to go see doctors. So maybe that'll increase their interactions with healthcare professionals, which inevitably will, from a population health perspective, increase our our overall well-being in, in our current state. 
And, and you also have, you know, the other end of the spectrum, you have geriatric patients that maybe struggle getting to and fro or so. I think telemedicine has added some value. Again, it was uh, an interesting time as everybody was integrating these solutions at the same time, because like we've mentioned a couple of times on this call already, learning something new comes with all those trials and tribulations of learning something new. Yeah. It's not easy. Uh, but again, once you get in the, get in the groove and, and we look at things six months down the road, um, we're generating revenues, we're doing it in, in a much more efficient way. So yeah, I would say, I, I hope that highlighted a little bit about what we're dealing with as employees at GBS, specifically from the healthcare consulting perspective, as well as what our providers and patients are doing. But I mentioned it a little bit earlier too. I think telemedicine can inevitably increase access though. Patient satisfaction really drives everything in our business. Patient engagement is a key component to overall patient satisfaction. So yeah. if, we can, if we can stay engaged with our patients, whether that be virtual or in person, I think that inevitably drives better outcomes and improved patient satisfaction, which improved patient satisfaction is the foundation of our industry. Our organization sustained by keeping our patients happy and obviously revenue as we, we alluded to earlier. So yeah, hopefully that helps shed a little bit of light. I think, you know, we've, we've made it five or six months now. It's been a wild ride. I think everybody is adapting. I think we have a long way to go too. I don't like to present any sort of false sense of hope. I think we have months and months before we have any type of therapeutic regimen mm. and or vaccine. So until we get to that point, we need to act cautiously, follow the scientists, follow the medical professionals, and, and really ensure that we're doing what we can do to minimize the transmission and minimize the spread of of this COVID-19 virus. But I think there's also going to be residual impact from the six to 24 month range too. So I don't think it ends when we have a, a viable therapeutic remedy and or vaccine. I think, you know, the way we do business is gonna see impact trickle down for, for years. Well, we'll say months and months because we don't wanna scare. It's not, you know, trying to induce fear. It's just presenting a realistic situation and having our, our clients and partners have a realistic expectation of the overall impact that it would have. So we get to the point where we do have a regimen and we do have a vaccine. So then things will change, but I don't think it'll just change overnight. So we just want everyone to be aware, to be on their toes, to work with folks like us from GBS who are going to be that, that consultative partner and, and, and shed light on all of the things that we're aware of. Because as I alluded to earlier, we know that our clients and partners have their day-to-day -day jobs. It's hard to keep up with the, the latest and greatest in the industry, where the industry's going. So we like to be that voice for our partners. And we hope that, that at the end of the day, I think what this whole conversation is, is, is wrapped around is patient satisfaction, workflow efficiency. And at the end of the day, because business is business, revenue cycle management. That's, that's great. And, and I think that's a fantastic kind of summary to, to everything we've talked about so far, Ryan, I, I appreciate that. 
So I, I guess the last thing I'd want to ask you to kind of kind of go on top of that, on top of that summary you just gave. So you, you just said, and, and uh, you know, again, I don't have any any expertise in the field. You absolutely do. But from an outside looking in, I guess I would agree with you. It, it seems like the some of these changes and impacts are going to be, you know, here to stay with us for for a while, it would seem anyway. So more of a long term impact on the on the healthcare industry. So how do you how do you foresee, I guess, I'm, I'm going to just say GBS as a company, just see us, how do you see us moving forward and kind of adapting to these changes and even future changes coming down the road. How do you see us doing that? What is the best way for us to do that? And, and you know, how do you see us doing that effectively coming, you know, coming in the future? Well, you know, in my years with GBS, the one thing that I will say is everybody is extremely willing to adapt to the market. Mm-hmm. So I'll give you a perfect example. GBS was never in the business of personal protective equipment. When all of this stuff hit, our executive team, uh, Eugene Calabria, our, our CEO, our, our EVPs, our executive vice presidents, our, our vice presidents, they spun together a team. They added a segment of business to our GBS portfolio where we were able to provide personal protective equipment to our clients and our partners. I mean, that is the definition of being flexible and willing to adapt to a market to not only ensure our viability and sustainability, but to provide our, our clients and our partners with the technology, with the equipment, with the support that they need to also sustain and be viable in the market so you know that's one perfect example yeah it's a great example of, of, of gbs just going above and beyond to in essence spin up a vertical spin up a segment of business which is very very difficult i can't even you know get into the nitty-gritty because i wasn't involved but just imagine the the international involvement, the, the contractual obligations, the the assessment of, of everything from A to Z to be able to, with 100% confidence, offer those types of, of solutions to your clients. Because God forbid you're working with international clients. What if you, you know, get into a position where the equipment never comes and then GBS is, is shed in a, a light that is not positive to our clients. So just everything souped and nuts was spinning up a, a new segment of business. So I think long story short, Richard, is I think that we will continue to adapt. We will continue to work extremely close with our clients and our partners to make sure that both GBS as a vendor and as a value added partner and our clients in our, our, our medical uh, institutions that rely on us remain viable, sustain, and we want to minimize, obviously, the negative impact moving forward. But it's not going to be easy, um, but I am extremely confident in our executive leadership team that we will do what we need to do to adapt and adopt new policies, new procedures, highest level, spin up potentially new segments of business. That's great. Great answer. 
Great answer. Thank you very much, Ryan. Great discussion. You know, I, the, the, the thing I really love about this discussion, and there's a lot of things I, I think I'm, I love about it, just, just as we've had it. But I, I, again, I love the consulting and I love the collaborative spirit that kind of you bring to, to the job, Ryan, and, and the passion that you have. And it's very evident that that, you know, that comes across very clearly. And I'm sure it will to the listeners as well that, you know, you, you know, you know, your, your material, you're, you're, you're an expert in this field and, and you're passionate about it. And that absolutely comes through glaringly in, in all that you say and do. And, I love the fact that you focus on partners and you, you've said that word probably 20 times partners. And I love the fact that as a, you know, as a GBS employee and as a colleague of yours, you know, that that's, that's the mentality that we, we share is that we're partners with, with our clients and we're not, you know, we're not just here to, to sell them things or to, to service them. We're here to partner with them and make them better. And you've emphasized that throughout this entire conversation. And I, and I just, I appreciate that very much, and I'm sure the listeners will too. So, all that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, Rich. I mean, teamwork makes the dream work, as they say. Mm-hmm. And I've been lucky enough to be surrounded by just an exemplary team. I mean, we, I, I leverage the experts in the different areas of business because one person cannot be an expert of all. So. You lean on on your colleagues. You lean on your clients. You you lean on your executive team from a, a mentorship perspective. I mean, I've had so many amazing resources from our executive team that really showed me the way. Yeah. And you know, at the end of the day, we we just want to provide the best service for our clients and for our partners, and and we want to do it in a way that is top notch, second to none. And I, I do hope that shows through because it's just been an unbelievable experience uh, soon to be, you know, 10 years, you know, with a company. And I think that in itself speaks volume about your surroundings, the way you're treated and the way that you work with your teammates. Agreed. Agreed. Couldn't have said it better. Thank you, my friend. Much appreciated again. I can't wait to get this out to the listeners. There's so much good information you you shared with us. So again, appreciate your time and your expertise and your willingness to do this. And and uh, hopefully we can do it again sometime. Yeah, it was a, it was a great pleasure of mine, uh, Rich. I had a great time talking with you. I'd like to uh, thank you and and especially thank Todd and Studio Sixty Three for extending the invitation and allowing me to. Uh, you know, showcase some of this uh, great information. Our pleasure. Our pleasure. Thanks again. Take care. Have a great day, sir. Thank you. Thank you, Ryan. Thanks, Ryan. This show has been a production of GBS. For more information on the topics discussed today or the solutions offered, contact us at marketing at gbscorp.com. That's marketing at gbscorp.com. Or you can call at 800-552-2427. And lastly, Check us out on the web at www.gbscorp.com. That's www.gbscorp.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss out on any future episodes.